You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. In this episode of the Merged Marketing Podcast, we're talking about how to create multi-use content to maximize your marketing reach. My guest on today's episode is our very own Mandy Gold. Mandy is a visionary and a high-performing marketing leader with extensive experience directing omni-channel marketing, campaign, and event strategies to improve the visibility of a diverse array of brands. Now, Mandy was a former CEO and owner of a company called Barker Social, which my company, Merged Media, acquired earlier in 2022. And it has been an amazing experience for us being able to work with a company that was so deeply involved in omni-channel marketing and social media marketing. And it brought our own marketing game to a whole new level. It was only a matter of time before I brought Mandy on the show to share some of her expertise into how she tackles marketing and omni-channel marketing for her clients. So without further ado, let's kick it to my chat with Mandy. Mandy, why don't you give our audience a bit of a background on where you come from and where you are today with us at Merged Media? Yeah, well, I've come to Merge in a roundabout way. It's interesting because, of course, Merged was emerging of some other companies. I did have my own company called Barker Social, which is now part of Merged Media. I've got a really extensive background of more than 20 years in various kinds of marketing, um, including all of the usual marketing that we specialize in at Merge, you know, e-commerce and uh, small business, large business, medium size. But I also have an events background. So that gives me a little bit of a unique perspective as well, because for events, you know, you've got to be fast. Time is of the essence. You want to get out content while uh, the buzz is still warm and hot. So uh, leading up to the event, and especially capturing an event and following an event. So I kind of take that approach, I would say, to all of my marketing and uh, staying on top of content. I, I got to admit that, Mandy, you've been a godsend for our business because, you know, prior to, you know, bringing Barker Social aboard to merge media, um, we did a lot of social media. We've done it for years, but not to the degree and the complexity uh, that you bring to the table with your team that, that we brought on as well, who are absolutely amazing, Jill and Laura, um, which is really, they've brought uh, another side or actually upped our social media game to a point where we can, you know, we can churn out much better quality content, uh, more thoughtful processes, along with bringing on additional platforms, which we'll get into on, on the show as well, such as mm -hmm. Pinterest and TikTok and things like that. Um, but firstly, Mandy, let's talk a bit about, you know, that multi-use content and maybe you can give a definition of what you mean by multi-use content. Yeah. So either in a written form, usually start by thinking about content in either a written form or a video form, but it could be all sorts of pieces. There's audio, like what we're doing right now. There is just st stationary visuals, but whatever your content is, you don't really want to go to the trouble of making something with only one use. So whatever you're putting in that energy on, the idea is to get as much reach as possible. So if I'm starting with writing, if it's a you know small, anything from a small caption to a full blog post, I try to think about all of the places that can reach to. 
And if you're going to the trouble of making a blog post, in addition to sharing on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, those written platforms, why not also make a video to support that that can go on YouTube and then can be reused in different ways and repositioned because it shouldn't just be exactly the same on every piece of uh, every social platform. You know, having that reach with this core idea, but appropriately for each platform, because there's nothing worse than something that everyone can just see. This has just been copy and pasted exactly the same way on every platform. Or, you know, if you're starting with TikTok and the TikTok watermark is clearly there or uh, or trying to do something that was appropriate on YouTube, but really isn't so appropriate on TikTok. There's a different culture at each platform. But your core idea, that core theme that can be placed and shared in many, many places. And why not? If you're going to put in the energy anyways, get it out there. It's a good idea. Spread it to the world. 100%. And I think a lot of users out there are becoming numb to the, um, you know, the, the, the piece of content that's been used on other platforms. And it's not customized for that platform, whether it's just yeah. using a stock photo, doing a 10 by 1080 by 1080 square image on all platforms. You need to customize the content for the platform, not just for the users that are seeing it, but for the algorithm itself. Right. right? Mm -hmm. That's right. I think yeah, I think there's something also really obnoxious these days after it's already a noisy space. It's been noisy for years. But when someone just sees it's not always laziness, but it can be perceived as laziness when you've just accidentally left that link in bio note on your piece of content, but you've shared it in somewhere where that doesn't make sense. Like on LinkedIn, link and bio makes no sense, right? So you really have to think it through. And it's not just about the sizing. It's not just about the language. It can be about adapting the content itself. So it feels right for where you're putting it. Let's talk about evergreen content and, and the importance of evergreen content and what evergreen content means. Yes. Okay. So that's one of my favorite topics because even though I talked about events, you know, I love events, but once they're over, they're over. And maybe you can share something as a throwback. But what I really like is when your content is based on an idea that is um, offering value and that value is still going to be as important a year from now as it is today. So, you know, if we're talking right now about content, that is an evergreen theme. The things we're talking about now, even though some things might change with the platforms, they keep evolving. You know, something might be different with Instagram next week or next year. But the core idea, talking about content and how to reuse it, that is an evergreen topic. Same with, um, you know, if you were talking to Todd about SEO, uh, the general ideas of talking about search engine optimization, you can still offer that same value even three years from now, some things might change a little bit, you know, you don't want to be out of date, but most of it, those ideas are going to be um, just as valuable. So you want to have smart ways to be able to reuse that content. I see a lot of the time people do put in energy to create something on a great idea, and then they never use it again. And they're trying to come up with the next ideas. That's an awful lot of work. And frankly, a lot of the times, you know, we have our specialties. In our case, it's digital marketing. We know a lot about digital marketing and like five or six really core pillars. And those pillars, you know, there's different aspects of what we might talk about. But a lot of the times you want to keep iterating on the same core idea because it takes your listeners, your audience a while to understand what we know so well. 
So you want to hit it from different angles and you can reshare because it's not the same person who hears it next week as hears it today. You know how these algorithms work now. Most of your audience will not see your content the first time. So you do want to make sure that you're having smart ways of resharing it on most of the platforms. I would say the only exceptions where I'm a little bit careful about how I reuse it doesn't mean I'm not reusing it, but I'm a little more careful about Instagram. Uh, it is a little bit different and TikTok as well. I mean, one thing that's kind of cool that people are doing on TikTok, TikTok though, is they're kind of like stitching themselves in talking about something in an old video and they'll actually do that. So that's a kind of way to take it, something you've already done in an old video and kind of update it by reflecting on it now. So that core idea was still interesting. We're going to bring it back. I love that idea of repurposing the content through the stitch. Um, yeah. And I think the misconception for a lot of businesses out there is they posted this YouTube video back in 2020, great video, high quality, got maybe a hundred views on YouTube and then it sits in the YouTube graveyard and never gets used again. People like this is not Facebook 2016 where you post something and your entire follower base sees it in 2022, right. 2023, you know, we're looking at like 5% roughly of your audience is actually going to see that content. So that post that you did three months ago, a huge chunk of your audience has never seen it. And I think that's so important to have this, create this evergreen content. It doesn't necessarily mean you're lazy. It's trying to get the most bang for your buck out of a piece of content. Yeah. And you know, when you're talking about something like YouTube, every platform is different, but you can go back and re-optimize that existing video. I mean, maybe the video is great, but it's time to flip the thumbnail that's showing. Let's get a different cover image. Maybe you need to go back and check because the tags or the description aren't actually as good as they could be, or there's some new ways people are talking about things that you want to get into the keywords. So the core video might not have to be changed, but the way you're positioning it might need to be. And then why not share that again on the other social platforms that support link sharing? So if you've got your great YouTube video that you made, share it again, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, for sure. Um, not necessarily in the same way, but you can find clever ways of getting some of that content on your other platforms, like an Instagram, maybe showing a very short clip that's different from something else you showed before and getting that link back in the bio or in your stories. I mean, you can leverage stories and it's not bad to be as repetitive in stories because they disappear. Not everyone's going to see it. Have that direct link in your story to that really great YouTube video you put in so much effort on. And think about when you're running any sort of paid ads, like it's not like a user's only seeing that paid ad once, right? They're subjected to that ad time and time and time again. And if nothing else, they actually don't pay attention until they've seen it the third, fourth or fifth yep. time. So you want to increase the amount of times people have seen it. So don't shy away from repurposing or reposting content. Yes. And you know what? People actually expect to see it again if it's important. I think people forget that when we're talking about ads. Actually, if it's important, they want to see it again. They're not necessarily saving it in that moment, but they're like, at some point I'm going to get to that. That's a good idea. Or that company, you know, they've heard of us at Merged or they've heard of us at, uh, you know, one of our um, clients that we have, for example, we just brought on uh, someone I've worked with for a long time, Ahoy Vintage Cruises. People don't immediately usually book something like a cruise, right? That's going to take a little while to warm up to. They need to hear about it a lot before they drop that kind of money that decision making it's not a ten dollar product it's a large vacation there's a lot of factors they have to 
consider their time off as well as their budget, their spouse's availability, all of these things. So you need to be in front of those people repeatedly so that they can warm up and be ready to make their purchase. You need, you have to be in front of them at the moment when they're ready. So you warm them up and you're there to actually close the sale at their point where they're at. High ticket is usually a much longer journey. And we're talking about cruises, no pun intended, but it is a long journey to get to that point. The clothes, it's not an instinct buy. It's not a pair of socks. It's not a Christmas ornament, you know, and and depending on your business, uh, the length of that journey is is going to, is going to vary. But um, in most cases, there is going to be a bit of a journey involved and it's okay to repurpose that content. Who's doing your social media? Is anybody doing your social media? Why aren't we doing your social media? Since 2016, my agency has been managing communities, creating content, and managing our clients' social media platforms to keep them top of mind with their customers along with their prospects. Social media is probably somewhere on your priority list as a busy business owner, but it's never gonna be near the top. For us at Merged Media, we ensure your social media is at the top of our list, making sure you're staying top of mind with those clients and prospects. If you want a creative and professional agency working on your social media, then go on over to merged.ca and book a call today. That's M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. Moving on, Mandy. Talking yes. about like, let's talk about some of the platforms that uh, that you know that we've evolved into over the course of the last year or two. And specifically, let's talk about Pinterest. What do you see yeah. in Pinterest? Is it a good platform for national and local businesses? And what are some best practices on that platform that you're seeing today? Yeah, so Pinterest is very successful for businesses in particular that are more um, not as location-based, a little bit more national or international. Uh, You can do well with ads on a local business, depending on what your audience is like. But I would particularly say like an e-commerce store that ships all over the country or all over the continent, perfect. The thing about Pinterest that's also really interesting is you do need high volume of content, very high volume of content, but the reach of that content can be amazing. So we actually have a client right now where uh, we just took it over, I think around September and, you know, the previous person had done a good job, but we've been actually able to double the uh, impressions as well as the sales. We've gone from just under a million views per month to over, uh, we, we went over 2 million actually. So that's just taken a couple of months. Now we're doing a lot of content and talking about evergreen. You take again, that idea. And in this case, it should probably be a visual idea or you need to create a visual aspect of that idea. And then you make a lot of content to support it. So if you had a blog that was giving like five tips in your industry, you want to come up with a lot of visual ideas that will help support that to drive the traffic back to your blog. We have a client that uh, makes certain kinds of wreath crafting supplies. Great visual product, perfect for Pinterest. We're actually doing five pins per day for them. And that's helped to get them up to this point. It might be the same wreath that they made with their craft supplies that's shown a few times, but we're showing it in new ways. We're showing it with new visual interest each time. And it's driving a huge amount of traffic. It's just great to see. And that specific piece of content is going to look different on Pinterest than it would on Instagram carousel or Facebook carousel or TikTok would be total something totally different. Right. That's right. And that's, it goes back to, you know, that multi-use content that we're talking about, even grabbing that one idea that you're using in that Pinterest 
and, and splashing it out uniquely customized to each of those platforms. Yeah, I mean, that's actually something that's very cool too. So the lady who runs that very successful business, they're called Unique in the Creek. I've worked with them for years. And they, you know, they make these unique crafting supplies, but she then goes and does demos of how to make certain wreaths and designs. She does them live on Facebook and also to YouTube. And then we take the YouTube video. So this is such a good example because we'll take little bits of the video and we'll speed it up and we'll create a video that's kind of a short recap. And then we'll use those little bits in different ways on each platform. So you had the long form content first. The first video was maybe an hour to show from beginning to end. Well, that's fine on YouTube, but not on the other channels, right? So we're gonna use that very differently on, you know, TikTok, you've gotta be under two minutes uh, for most, in most cases. And uh, actually most people only watch, you know, up to about 30 seconds. So you're gonna have a very different position. And, in, and on TikTok, you might have some kind of trending sounds. You might have some funny commentary or just commentary in general while you see the video green screen behind you. It's gonna be totally different from on Pinterest where we're really showing the steps. This is what you start with, or actually first you show the finished product and then this is how we got there. And it's gonna just be a different um, feeling on each platform, but the same core content, in this case, a wreath. The same wreath and we make, honestly, for one of these wreaths, we probably make over 20 pieces of content. That's, that's, that's it's crazy and amazing and it's great too when you get to work with a product like that, that there's no shortage of content, which is awesome. And, yeah. and this is one thing that, that I loved, you know, bringing, you know, bringing Barker Social aboard and, uh, you know, the, what you bring to the table in terms of those client conversations. And it's funny, right? Like yeah. you'll go in there to a client conversation that had it's been working with an agency before and you'll kind of just be in there and, and slice and dice what they are doing and be like, <laughs> it's cool but you could be doing it so much better and here's how you can do it. Oh, wow. This piece of content would, is great on Instagram, but have you explored, you know, TikTok for that piece of content or Pinterest? And that's just a really fresh perspective uh, that you bring to the table just to toot your own horn a little bit more yeah. there for you. But, um, but, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, maybe let's go over to, to TikTok a bit because I know you're personally, you're active on TikTok. And and what do you see as some of the big opportunities for small to medium sized businesses on that platform today? You know, what's so great about TikTok is that unlike Instagram, Instagram, you're supposed to look perfect. Instagram's all about this curated feed where everything looks really attractive. Maybe you let your guard down in stories, but actually uh, on TikTok, you should let your guard down all the time. It should really be a lot more off the cuff where people get to know you. You really want to have someone who's behind the camera that people are going to get to know and feel connected with. So whether you're a chef and you're cooking, you know, delicious things, um, that's great. We want to see what you're making, but you actually get a chance to show yourself and people are very interested to see you and hear your opinions on there. Um, I would say that TikTok is a little bit misunderstood right now. They even have talked about this recently that in fact, they're not viewing TikTok exactly as a social media platform at all. They're actually viewing it as an entertainment platform, which is really more how YouTube has approached things. I mean, it's not really social media. We group it with it sometimes. But you need to shift how you're thinking about it. If you're entertaining and providing that kind of entertainment value, that's going to be a very different approach to gather your audience. I have not built up like a massive TikTok following myself. I have a small TikTok that I kind of add to myself, but I'm on there every day to look at the trends. 
I want to see what people are doing. I want to see the direction it's going, whether it's like an expert in their field offering five tips, five things they would do, or actually a big thing has been five things they wouldn't do as an expert in their field. That's a really interesting, different twist. You get to offer your insights, your expertise, your value, but in a different way than you might on another platform. So I think everyone, whether you're actively ready to build your own TikTok yet, I feel like everyone needs to be on there at least a little bit and watching the trends and seeing how it's evolving. Because at one point I thought TikTok might be a flash in the pan and it would be gone. But at this point, it's really here to stay. And I would say it's the future. I don't think anyone can ignore it in their business. Yeah, I think that's very interesting what you said there, said there, Mandy, about TikTok being an entertainment platform, because the minute you throw that tag as an entertainment platform on TikTok, it now goes to a place where it's like this is built for creators and consumers, right. not for everybody. It's not a platform yeah. you necessarily go there to post some content and connect with your friends. It's not. It, yeah. It's an entertainment platform. And which kind of begs the question, is this a good platform for B2B businesses? Because, you know. B2C, yes, I get it, because you, you know it's massive, you get these massive uh, viral videos, viral videos that go massive, get lots of followers, this and that. But mm -hmm. is it built to be for that B2B sort of audience like a LinkedIn would be? I think it can be. You have to really work that niche and work your angle differently. At this point, you know, it's funny, everyone thought, okay, TikTok's just for really young people. It's only for a certain generation. Actually, at this point, well, not everyone is making content. Everyone in all demographics is actually joining TikTok and at least lurking and watching these videos. So you can absolutely find your place. If you're offering you know, certain business expertise, I've been following many marketers as a business marketer, you know, working in a marketing company, I follow other marketers to see what they're talking about. And there's definitely people creating a high volume of really interesting content on there. And you get that, I mean, sometimes it's just a little bit of a rant. It might not be organized, right? Like they might not be making this polished video that they would for Instagram, but they're going to get on a lot more often and offer commentary on just what's going on in marketing. Hey, I just saw this rebranding of this company and here's my opinion on it. Or uh, I just saw this great ad and I wanted to tell you about it. I mean, this is very interesting and timely. It's moving quickly, right? So that's another thing about TikTok actually. Some videos might pop up that are older, but it's kind of fast moving. You're going to have mainly recent content that's popping up for you. And uh, again, even though it doesn't disappear like stories, you might approach some of it a little bit like your stories, right? You're letting your guard down. It's important to get on there, get on there often and share your knowledge. Real quick, guys, are you an entrepreneur, a small business owner, a marketing director that's wearing way too many hats? You find yourself doing too many different types of jobs within the business and allocating your attention everywhere. There's a good chance if you're doing this, you're a jack of all trades, master of none. This is exactly why Merged Media exists. We're your one-stop digital shop, your outsourced CMO. We take care of all of those digital marketing tasks all under one roof including Google ads, search engine optimization, social media marketing, and website optimization. We're all collaborating together under one roof at Merged Media. And if you think there might be a good fit for us to work with you, I want you to go on over to merged.ca and book your discovery call today. That's M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. 
I want to talk a bit about the mistakes that you see on the front lines when you're looking at, you know, uh, other marketers doing social media or other small businesses doing their social media, because I know you love to, to cut and slice up and throw different <laughs> solution ideas on how things can be done better. Um, what are some of those big mistakes that you're seeing marketers make with social media that can easily be avoided? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I'm seeing a lot right now is just Instagram. Now, Instagram's problematic at the moment because the algorithms are very poor compared to how they used to be. We're all waiting for Instagram to make these promise changes so that we get a better you know, algorithm push. I think what you really have to be aware of on all the platforms, but especially Instagram right now, is the importance of creating like a portfolio rather than relying on the individual posts to reach too many people. Because actually your individual post, probably not that many people are going to see it at this point. It's a small percentage of your followers and an even smaller percentage of new people who don't already follow you. But creating the overall impression that your brand wants to project to the world and that that's available in your entire Instagram feed, kind of like a website. You need to view these platforms more as what you're projecting for when someone actively comes to see your whole profile, not the individual post. So I actually think that all of these platforms, you need to have either fresh content or you need to have just something really curated and maybe you're not going to add to your Instagram all the time, but when someone checks, it looks really good. So, I mean, even if you're saying, I actually don't have the time to have Instagram for my business right now. I mean, look, there's people like us who can do it for you and that's worthwhile, but to at least set up a really attractive, well thought out portfolio, even if you're not adding to it for the next three months, make sure you've got something there and that it looks good because the ad hoc once in a while, not thought through, like I said, that is a more curated platform. Um, it's going to look sloppy. You need to make it look well thought out, put together. You only have some people's attention for like, what is it? The seconds, they decrease every year when we look at these stats. Very few seconds to catch someone's attention. It's, uh, it's I think it was last I heard, I think it was like three seconds. But yeah. You're right. Probably like with, with TikTok now, it's people have gotten that behavior of just swiping past content. So it's probably about a second at the time of this recording. But yeah. Um, I think that's super important because when people make a decision to follow somebody, remember, people are always trying to eliminate junk from their lives, whether it's yeah. from in their inbox, in their snail mail mailbox, on their front porch, or whether it's their followers, the people they follow, not followers, mm -hmm. people that they actually follow. They want yeah. to make sure they're getting a bang for their buck for every second that they're spending online. So when somebody decides to go to your profile, they're looking at that grid of nine and they're making yeah. a decision at that point as to whether or not they want to give you a follow. So to yeah. Mandy's point, it's like, yo, like make it look good, make it thoughtful. And and I mean, even as easy as like, you know, when you post a piece of content on your uh, on your on your Instagram and you choose that cover photo, I think this is such an important one. Make the cover photo blend in, make it look nice on the eyes, aesthetically pleasing, and that'll just help you increase your follower count. Yeah, That's a definitely. Yeah. And I think everyone who's working in any kind of marketing, just staying on top of trends, because I do feel that you know sometimes we do take over from where other marketing companies have left off and i pretty much always see that the last marketing company they worked with just hasn't stayed up on what's going on they're just not really aware you can tell that they're stuck two years ago and things do change you have to kind of stay with that stay on top of it 
or get someone to help because it can be pretty detrimental, especially if you're putting time into content that nobody's going to see. What's the point? So get that content working for you. If you're going to put in any effort, make sure it's spread as well as possible. And if you can't put it in all the time, make sure that it's looking good, all of your profiles, but especially Instagram is acting as a great front page for you, like your website would. Absolutely. Uh, this has been an awesome episode, Mandy. We yeah. packed a lot in. Is there anything I missed that you want to touch on? Oh, there's so much. I think we might have to do a part two one day, but uh, you know, really at this point, uh, probably my biggest tip is for everyone, set a timer because it's a bit of a black hole. Spend a little time on TikTok. Just get to know what's going on there. Follow some things that you like so that it can get to know what your preferences are because it'll be trying to figure you out from the time you join just to watch the trends in your industry. Awesome. Mandy, if our audience has any questions for you, obviously they can go over to merge.ca or mail Mandy at merge.ca. Uh, what are your socials? Um, at this point, uh, I guess I should probably push them mainly to merge, but you can also check out uh, Mandy Gould and I'm Mandy Gould with an I on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Mandy, we end every episode with the same question. That question is this. If you could choose one person dead or alive to represent your brand, who would it be? Um, this is so funny because now I have to think of the merged umbrella. I, we we had a fictional character named Ben Barker for Barker Social, and maybe he can edge in a little bit. Uh, he was he was fictional, but he was a kind of old school carnival barker uh, to help get that ballyhoo out and uh, people's attention for your business. So I'm going to say something along those lines for merge. It's funny we had that at my old company, Fresh Crowd, as well. We had Frankie Fresh Crowd. Yeah, it was a cool character and not as cool as Barker, Bob, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but definitely that's right. We have to come up with something for Merch. Maybe yeah, maybe, maybe we'll rebrand him a little <laughs> bit and see if we can integrate him in. Yeah. Awesome. Mandy, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jay. Real quick, guys, if you are active on Instagram or TikTok, I encourage you to go on over and give my personal profile a follow at jhuntofficial, J-A-Y-H-U-N-T-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Over there on Instagram and TikTok, I'm posting my favorite highlights from the Merged Marketing Podcast, along with some of the highlights from my speaking engagements uh, overseas, as well as locally. Ton of value, go on over and check it out at jhuntofficial. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast, and I invite you to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Merged Marketing Podcast. One of the best ways to do that is to add us to your Instagram at Merged Media, M-E-R-G-E-D-M-E-D-I-A. Go on over there, give Merged Media a follow and subscribe and never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.
Pirsch, 